0: Hey, Gabriel Blake.
1: Hey, Gabriel Jose.
0: Where are we today?
1: I'm in San Francisco on my couch. All
0: right. And I'm in Chicago in my chair. Mm-hmm.
1: Just like every week. Almost every week.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I forgot to tell you this. I may go there. They're telling me like for early next month. So not too far from now. But... As I'm in the process of just buying my own place, I... So,
1: I will let you know. I'm recording from a dive bar together soon, maybe not.
0: Maybe not. I don't know. I will let you know if I end up going. Definitely, we should actually well just plan to watch like many movies and just record it. come. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but instead of thinking about the future, let's just treasure like the gifts of the present. Because that's what present means, a gift. And what did we watch today?
1: So this was my pick. Uh,
0: oh, yes, it was.
1: I, it's called Mass. I saw it last year in theaters, recommended it to you so many times you ended up watching it. <laughs> All right.
0: No, that's fair. That's fair. You commented it like, many times. It's on Hulu, so... It was like an easy kind of pick that is like ah, you know i'm going to be like watching something that my gay bro recommended because he has like an amazing taste and he would never recommend me anything bad out there so that's the one. Well.
1: besides let's be cops to be fair, <laughs> sure, i didn't recommend it to you i just asked if you wanted to go watch it with me
0: <laughs> that's fair that's fair and i think that my partner all the time he told me that hey you're trying to build a friendship with this guy don't be judgmental. He may have terrible taste, but he is your friend. Oh, he
1: did not say that.
0: Yeah, he told me. He encouraged me because I was telling him, he's like, dude, this guy, Blake, is asking me to watch like a movie that I would never watch in my life. And he's like, well, you're trying to just be that friendship with him. You know, there are like sometimes that you also have to give and you cannot be like such on your high chair. It doesn't matter. He doesn't have like a taste.
1: In fairness to me, I walked out of that movie with you and asked for our money back. It was so bad.
0: I think that it is like one of those looks that I do to you from time to time about like just staring at you and just like slowly, you know, like shaking my head about like you should feel the same of yourself. And it's when we, when you actually look at me and say like, no, this is not good. <laughs> but yeah, that was hilarious. In any case, you recommended me much. And as this was your pick, I guess that I should, rec- I should summarize it.
1: I, I'm so curious to see how you will summarize this because, not to spoil anything, but not a lot happens in this movie.
0: No, not a lot of happens. You know, I could summarize it in three sentences, probably. I'm going to be like giving a bit more of a, you know, detail because it's true that the trailer gives away like some of the stuff that happens in the movie that the movie likes to hold back to.
1: Um, so, I just want to say that there's going to be a major spoiler we're going to have to talk about. Um, so, like it, it's And it's an important spoiler that we'll take away from your pleasure in watching the movie. If you want to watch it, just stop listening and go watch it. Otherwise, we're going to spoil everything.
0: The recommendation comes from, like...
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would have been pissed if I had listened, if I knew... What happens in this movie before I saw
0: it. Okay, okay. From this point, we go into spoiler territory. Now I'm going to talk. It's like the trailer. Similar to the trailer for Lamb, it gives away something that the movie holds back to for 30 minutes. Yeah. And then the movie it actually keeps holding back for another like really important piece of information for another 20 minutes. So it's like for almost an hour of the what 90 minutes that it, this movie lasts. Let me just find it. So wait,
1: um, are you saying that your your complaint is that the plot unfolds as the movie goes on?
0: No, 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 no. Well, just yes and no. Let me just let me just go over this, you know. So basically, the uh, movie opens in a church Well, a couple of people are organizing some gathering, some meeting. We don't know like who the people that they're going to be like meeting are or anything, and then they receive like the visit of a coordinator for the meeting. We don't know who that is, and it's it just coordinating like two families that are going to be like meeting here. Families that she has been working with one of them, and she coordinated in some kind of when they gathering here, but the conditions for it has to be pretty particular, like as good as possible, let's just say. And she has been working with one of the families since that thing happened nothing that and that's like as i was telling you a moment ago is that like the movie just plays coy about like what is going on you know because they actually say like, oh so were you working with them before dot 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 and it's like no no of course i started working only after that but you don't know exactly what it is you don't know what this family is how they're related or anything you No.
1: Know? i'm i'm sorry i I don't think it's the movie playing coy. I think it was extremely realistic. They're talking about a very, very tragic circumstance that everyone is aware of, and you don't just go around being like, oh, so have you been with them since X happened? It, they're handling the issue sensitively and realistically,
0: in my opinion. I don't agree with that, because the thing is that the only thing that they are doing is like just hiding the war. Because if it was like so sensitive, it's like people wouldn't want to know anything about it. And the kid with the that like he wants to know everything, but the script doesn't let it say the war. She right. does
1: and yeah. I didn't mean
0: just Go ahead. No, 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 it's absolutely fine. Uh, so basically, we have like these two families. We are like the one that we follow at the beginning is uh, it's not Oscar Isaac, it's something Isaac that I always forget his name, Jason Isaacs. Okay. Jason Isaacs. a very handsome man, he's super attractive, yeah, my gosh, hot. yeah, and uh, Martha Plinto. So these two, we actually see them like just, they park there, they actually drive away because they are not ready to go into the church. And we see them like in front of of a fence, you know, with a small knot to the fence, to the barbed wire of the fence. Because I'm mentioning this because you come back later. Uh, So they go into the chairs, they're introduced to the people that they're going to be like just coordinating these. And they are just, they just get into the room where we have like the table with the four chairs. some minutes later, then the other family that is undot uh, that I think that is like the best part of this movie.
1: I just want to be. I just want to clarify. It's it's two married couples. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Without their families.
0: Yeah, yeah. They are like two married couples. Well, they are like two couples because I don't have to clear that Undot and Reed Bernie. They are still married. Well,
1: okay that makes
0: sense because one of them is actually the 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 supposed father is like hey i actually came for the i just traveled here and she always lives here she doesn't want to move from here so everyone has to travel there um in any case they arrive later they sit down they start talking first there is like a bit of a small talk and then they try to just get close to each other, like get like a bit more like showing pictures of their kids. Um, we assume that the kids are no longer among us, and then they want to hear stories about the kids, about each other's kids, and then it's like the first part that we are being given about like the core or the kid of this story, that is like the kid of uh, Andor Dodd and Reed Bernie killed the kids, or they killed the kid of Martha Plinton and Jason Isaacs. We don't know how. We don't know if they were like the same age or anything. We spent like a while like theorizing about it. Like, well, maybe it was like some kind of uh, like murder because he was a teacher or something about a negligence, killed the other kid until they started like, just talking a bit more. And then what we discovered is like this story is about like the parents of, um, well, and daughter and Rich learning they are the parents of a kid that it basically killed like a series of students in a school high school shooting. Yeah, so it was a massive. Yeah. And at the end he committed suicide. So it tries to just display, or it talks about like the psychology of what it is like to be the father of one of those kids. And trying to just talk about like, hey, this is how he grew up. This is like how things were for him. This is like how our family was. And this is like the kind of experience that we had afterwards. And they are connecting with the family of one of the victims, one of the kids that he was murdered and how they actually just talk about the story, how everyone tries to just give, like, their perspective. So they are, like, very clear moments where everyone is like, hey, this is, like, how I approach this drama that it happened. And even if they are married, it's like everyone has, like, a slightly different way that I would talk about it later. And then at the end is uh, Martha and Plinton, after, like, just talking for an hour in there, seeing Sab, like, forgiving them. For what it happened is like no one ever like pressed charges against them. They were like some litigation, but there was never charges against the parents. They never actually played them or legally, legally blame them. Uh, so she forgives them, they hug, and then there is like a bit more of a couple of stories, and then everyone lives Now, there is like a bit of a a point when there is like a bit more of an open-hearted, we have like another shot of that barbed wire with the knot. And there is a point that actually the bounds of the movie become narrower. I don't know, if you realize that it's like trying to just be about more like they are like getting closer with their feelings and about like the stories that they are sharing with each other. And
1: I didn't notice that. Well done. Good
0: observation. Yep. yep. No, I actually was as I was telling you earlier on the second part, I was high, and I actually went back about like, did they do? And there was <laughs> there was like this paraphrasing from one episode, like many, many times ago many months ago, that one of our very few guest stars said that like, I hate when movies go RC Farsi and that's certainly <laughs> what it was like resonating on my brain about like, why are you doing that nothing? Why are the bands narrower now? Is that like, okay, so I had to go back about, like, did this happen? Did I dream it, you know? Um, but, yeah, basically, there is, like, that hug at the end. The uh, first couple, Martha Clinton and Jason Isaacs, remain a bit later. They actually talk a bit more, and Dot comes back, and she shares a story about like, when she was scared with a kid. And then they hug again, and they just leave. Yeah. Once again, and Dot is the best part of this movie. Her acting is impeccable like the mother of the martyr
1: yeah yeah she's incredible and also martha plimpton she's a comedian like holy shit i thought every honest to god when i saw this film i thought all four were gonna be nominated for oscars i genuinely did i i thought these people are incredible
0: okay so (laughs) so uh One of the things that we tend to like, is like just movies that they are like theater, theater plays. No? This
1: could absolutely be a play.
0: This could be absolutely be a play, but you know, it's like in other movies, like for example, like Reservoir Dogs, it's like, I feel like this is amazing. Do you know about like, this could be a theater play? you know? It's like, it's a very limited set. You know, there are very limited characters and they narrate a story in a very lively way. In this way it feels like all of the characters they are like human beings they are like i believe all of them i don't need to know like the whole life but is that they are like full-fledged humans in this movie i just felt similar to the boys in the band that is a like, these characters are archetypes they are not real human beings they're a bit more about like archetypes defined about like how they approach a tragedy like this so we have like the father of the murderer that is on self-guilt we have like the father of the victim that is about a logic approach that is a well i heard like some studies genetic studies that is like dude, maybe there is a bit more of nuance to this and then you have like the mother of the victim that is like just the forgiving that is a, i just felt like mind blown when she was like i forgive you it's like wait what where is this coming from is it like the same person that i didn't even want to talk with them like an hour later it's like i forgive you After some of the stuff that they said, that it was like just pretty heartfelt, especially like the mother of the murderer is that They were like just pretty... they expressed that they had like blind spots as parents. And you forgive me? The first time that you talk with them? I... no. No, (laughs) sorry. And Dot is the only one that he felt is that this is a loving mother. It's an archetype, but it's an archetype that I can actually believe.
1: I yeah i disagree with what you're saying the so the father of the victim yes he did bring he was looking for logic or for for some sense but he was also extremely illogical and like lost his temper and he basically told them we want to see you suffer like we suffered it, it wasn't like he was just approaching things from a logical perspective he was extremely emotional and gave in to his emotions And yes, he read the science because he's desperately trying to come to terms with what what happened.
0: But that science, it was about removing guilt from them. It was about removing guilt from them. Honestly, because it was like, it was not anything that you guys did like raising this kid. It was just because genetics, they would have explained it.
1: No, I think he was trying to blame them that, hey, there was something completely wrong with your son and you ignored it and allowed this to happen. It wasn't about the using blame, it was assigning blame to them.
0: I honestly don't see like that, you know, from the perspective that is that they actually say is that we went with a specialist, you know, we went with a specialist and they did all the tests that they could. It's like what you are saying is just a pseudoscience. Basically it's like you're trying to oversimplify this problem because if that problem was present that don't you think that we actually look for help, you know, and they actually say that all of that is in record, you know.
1: Yeah, but I mean, they, they allowed him to stop going to therapy after he made a pipe bomb, and the dad pointed that out. You didn't see your kid building a bomb as somebody to help, and then you let him stop going to therapy. Are you fucking kidding?
0: But that's the part that I feel is like the mother of the victim at the end, like forgiving them, is like look, there are like glaring gaps as parents that it did. And you're, like, moving away. And then he actually, like, the father of the victim, like, just trying to use logic. He's like, dude, don't use logic. <laughs> he did a pipe bomb. And then said, like, well, he got better for a bit. So we just pretend that it was not happening, you know?
1: So I agree. The the, the, the sentence about I forgive you at the end, it felt a little bit disingenuous. First off, um, they did their best as parents, right? Everybody fucks up as parents. Everybody who fucks up as a parent doesn't have a kid that shoots at a school. <laughs> So there's nothing to really forgive unless there was clear negligence. But at the beginning of the film, the parents of the victim, as they're kind of like announcing their intentions for the conversation, they talk about how they've been going to therapy and their therapist has been like, training them on how to approach this conversation it shouldn't be an interrogation it should be about curiosity trying to understand what happened and um obviously that therapy was to help them heal and they say at the beginning we're here because we want to understand and we want to heal and i think that conversation gave her what she needed so was it appropriate for her to say i forgive you to the parents in my opinion absolutely not but she got what she needed to heal and that this was her way of, of putting away
0: the anger that she's been carrying around. It Honest, was but, uh, Okay, I don't honestly see how it he was healing from where they started to an hour later when she actually said, I forgive you. Honestly, say for me, it just felt like there are like some plot devices here that is like, you know where you want to start and you know where you want to end. And the problem is like of making, making a movie about this. You know, if your script is not... Extremely sharp is going to be fucking hard to pull it.
1: And you think they didn't pull this off? They didn't. You're insane. That's all I'll say.
0: Okay. <laughs> sure. No, I mean,
1: I, I hear what you're saying. I disagree with you. For me, this was ultra compelling, ultra realistic. The awkwardness of the small talk at the beginning is so painful. And it's like, that's just so realistic about how you would be approaching an incredibly beautiful yeah. conversation.
0: I will give you that part and I love that you actually picked that part. Because when it started like the small talk, is that my boyfriend was telling me, he said, this part is completely dumb. He said, and I was telling him he said, no, that's pretty sure that that's how a conversation like that will start. He said we are going to be like beating around the booths until someone decides to keep the first step. But meanwhile, it's like no one wants to actually tackle this topic. No one wants to tackle the elephant in the room. That part, I feel, is like, this is honest. This is like the most honest part of all of this. Then is when they actually get into the topic is when things, I think, that they start turning like more more disingenuous. I wish that this movie was like completely honest from the beginning is like, look, this is going to be a conversation between a mass shooter and one of the victim's parents. So like the families of the two, being like completely honest about like, there is no like holding back or anything. Is like, this is about this. There is no like surprise. There is no shock value or anything. Is like, everyone knows what this is about. It doesn't matter if it has been six years or 20.
1: I'm surprised you know I always respect your opinion but I for me this film like the director his name is Fran Kranz he is from the
0: The Josh Whedon
1: Whedon Whedon. kind of like camp Um, it's first time writer first time director and I was just blown away to me this is a raw like study of grief and a terrible thing that happened and watching just two sets of parents who, whose lives were kind of destroyed or at least permanently altered by a thing that kind of seemed to be out of their control was there some negligence? It sounds like yes, but I don't know I found this fascinating, I found the dialogue incredibly realistic I, I, I loved this film
0: yeah, I mean, I and look, I don't disagree I didn't connect with it I just felt I let the script Felt like a first draft of what it could be. You know, it didn't feel like just mature enough for actually should just get me into this conversation that is happening in front of me. It didn't feel like a theater play from the perspective of having live characters expressing. You know, it felt like just ideas that they were like just giving me text.
1: Let me ask you about something you said in the synopsis that um, for 30 minutes, they hold off giving you an important piece of information, which is the fact that what they're talking about is a school shooting and the parents of the shooter and the parents of the victim are there. What is the second piece of information you see? Oh,
0: no, 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 the first piece of information is that one of the kids killed the other one. Oh, and then the second piece okay. is like, how? You know, that it's like 20 minutes later. But no, 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 it's that one. Uh, the thing that I actually thought is like, I was not too sold on the directing on this. I just felt it's like this would have benefited like way more for having a bit more clinical style of directing. Like trying to be like more detached from the characters and just being like more visceral about it. And what I was thinking when I was watching is that I wish that David Fincher had directed this.
1: Um, I I feel like there's not even enough direction to comment on because it's literally four people sitting around a table talking.
0: And I disagree. Song- I disagree a lot because I'm going to be like giving you an example that we talked like fairly recently that is hunger hunger is like two people like the main thing is two people talking on a table and it's That's a me- one scene of, two, of 12 minutes
1: I think it's like 17 but whatever
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean it's like it's super raw it's super personal it actually just like brings something across a strength that I don't see here what I Remind- see here is a TV film
1: in that scene, didn't the camera just rotate around them slowly? I'm
0: On trying to one, remember, man. it's
1: been so long since I've seen Hunger.
0: No, I think there is like basically like a counter-like kind of thing, so you see only like the silhouettes of them, you know, they see like every single like detail, and it's like for 12 minutes there, and then they start like just shooting, you know, like just going like action-reaction because they couldn't just like fit absolutely everything. But that scene is like just incredible and this is like if the script was better and the directing was like more visceral more like hey, i want to be clinical it's not about like me like just giving feelings with the action reactions you know and the camera like just moving around and everything is like i think that it would have benefits because you would just made it about them
1: so when you say clinical like like a haneke scene where the camera is completely motionless and yep. they just force you to stare at something for a long time yep.
0: Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff, or even, uh, I was telling you Fincher, because Fincher also likes to kind of do that kind of a style, a bit more like Hollywood-like, but he's not so much, he likes to actually say, hey, we are looking at characters, we are not part of the scene, we are not action-reaction kind of thing, like we're just looking at them, and they're going to be like doing their thing.
1: So I take umbrage with the fact you called this a TV movie because screw you. Um,
0: <laughs> not that you wouldn't like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, for me this was uh, this was like yeah we <laughs> we do not agree about this film at all. I feel like this was elevated as hell, man. I I, I honestly, do you know the the director? Eric Romare. He directed the six moral tales, six different movies about a moral, so one of them is My Night at Mobs, one of them is Claire's Knee. My Night at Mobs is literally two hours of a conversation between a man and a woman in one room. And it reminded me so much of this film, but it was more visceral in its direction. The camera angles, you know, it shoved down from above, and um, and I was thinking... Yeah, this is my type of film, so I like movies that are just literally like verbal conversations that don't have much happening behind them, along with the plays, so for me this was dunk.
0: I And look, I honestly just felt like weird about it, you know, because I was just looking at the beginning, I was like, okay, you know, there is like this hyper-chirping woman <laughs> that is like, she's like completely out of place with what is going on. But you know, it's like, sure, whatever. It's like, let's let's entertain her, you know? Because I actually enjoy the interaction that they had after they leave the room and they're talking with her, that it feels like, well, they're still who they are. They found peace. Maybe they went to heaven as an hair, you know? <laughs> but uh, she's still like the same character, you know, like that woman. And it's like, sure, let's just keep it. But nothing...
1: did, the film, did the film feel feel like one hour and fifty minutes to you? <laughs> like did you get bored?
0: No because in this between the second and the third act I felt peace. I felt peace and at the end it was like just like feeling a very strong emotion, but I knew that it was not the strong emotion that the film wanted me to have.
1: I feel like this might be one of our bigger spreads in in points.
0: <laughs> Probably. Probably it could be, honestly. Because honestly when it started and I was seeing like that character, as I was telling you, I was like, Well, Blade loved this, you know. So it's like I know that even if I am not in love with it, there is like something really strong here. There is like something really strong. And then I spent like towards the end, like just thinking about like, okay, this is true that it would have been like a theater play. But the script for me is not good enough for being like a strong theater play that is held by the actors, you know? And then, the second, I just feel like so disingenuous, like the resolution about, like, I forgive you. The third part is like using those kind of art house resources of just like increasing the bands, like doing like the, you know, like why do they go to the barbed wire with the knots?
1: Yeah, I, I was a little bit confused by the barbed wire. I think that's where the they held a memorial for the people who died in the school. That's my guess. Like, in rural places in America, they do that sort of shit. Um, it's not shit. Sorry, I don't mean to be disrespectful. But it's it's something I've seen. That's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it, that, that was a little confusing. But to be fair, we spent, like, what, maybe 20 seconds of the movie looking at that barbed wire thing.
0: No, no, that's fair. It may be like the memorial place and they uh, sorry, when they went away from the, uh, from the charge in the beginning, they wanted to see what it took place, but they didn't show the high school. They only saw like that note in there. The, if it has only been like six years, I'm pretty sure that if there were like, how many students were killed? Like 14?
1: Yeah, I thought it was closer to like 9 or 10, but yeah it was a serious oh, no, or 11
0: because i think there is a point that is that oh they actually said that there were 11 victims but they were 12 because our son actually gave himself to there was another victim there yeah. so they they give that the name explicit is that i would if they're like 12 kids that they died that they were murdered or 11 depending on how you want to read the the situation they could be like just flowers around that point forever
1: I also appreciate the fact that they didn't politicize this at all. There's one very brief conversation about how it seems the father of the victim kind of went on an anti-gun campaign afterwards. um, And they they discuss it for a minute, and he mentions something President Obama said about how we're failing our... But literally, it's like, what? 45 seconds, and they never address it again, which I appreciate it because for me, again, this portrait of grief is what compels me. And I don't want to get into the gun issue or the mental health issue.
0: Yeah. Not- I mean, the thing is that you feel like a bit disingenuous from the perspective that is, like, hey, you don't want to get into this, don't even mention it. Because otherwise, he's like it's someone just looking at the camera is like, I could make this political, but I'm not going to. I'm better than that. And but- I want you to know it.
1: But. How I felt that that brief discussion went is that the father of the killer was kind of criticizing very subtly that he was making this issue about guns when it should be about mental health, Um, and and just acknowledging that people are assigning um, issues as responsible. And they shut it down so fast because they're like, that's not what this is about. Like, let's just talk about like understanding what happened. And that's
0: it. Yeah, because he didn't even have like the guns. The parents didn't have the guns. He's like he got it from a friend's house. Yeah. You know, he so
1: st- supposedly stole it from his friend's father.
0: Supposedly. Yeah, 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 I mean we yeah. Yeah. So overall I just felt like really flat. You know, and it's like I had the feeling that they're like movies that they piss me off what i see is that like you have lofty aspirations and it's like as i was telling you earlier that like having a movie in the states about a topic like this is good i mean it's something that it should be like discussed like way more often or like what are the repercussions you know of the real victims instead of just politizing it about like pro-guns or anti-guns is like what about if we talk about the victims the people that they actually got like directly affected by something like that
1: and i was thinking like in the last week i'm not sure when this podcast is going to be released Oof. maybe maybe week and a half but there was a shooting in sacramento that killed a bunch of people and injured 23. um just was it today there was the shooting in brooklyn um, or
0: yesterday on a on a, on a metro station, on a subway station was it yesterday i think so yeah. in,
1: in the last two days and yeah like we forget Or or at least I forget that they're, you know, people who are so affected by losing loved ones in this way, and we don't really talk about them. We just talk about statistics. We talk about who's to blame. The Republicans say, oh, no, it's mental health. The Democrats say it's access to guns. And it's like, there are families that are devastated because of these things that happen.
0: Yeah. Um, Basically, like these families that are devastated by the thing that happened is that they take like some of these angles in here you know that's yep. the reason why i feel is that they are like vehicles they're like archetypes for actually just like a specific approaches to this problems, instead of just being like raw human beings that they can actually just fucking make me cry i was expecting that this is a movie that is going to be like move me it's going to fucking make me cry no i didn't
1: i don't want to blame the weed but i can't cry on weed <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have cried on which believe me you know I'm like the kind of person and this is going to sound pretty terrible and I'm sorry to my boyfriend he has hears about that I find it easier to cry to movies than to real life.
1: Oh yeah me too I, 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 I completely agree
0: and it makes me feel like a fucking asshole.
1: why? People on movies, people in movies characters in movies are way more interesting than people in real life. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, dude, I mean, just think about like, you know, you have like a something bad happening you. Of course, if someone dies or whatever, you're close to you, you're going to cry. But I see like some kind of drama. I cried at the hours.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah, this movie got to me deeply emotionally. Um, and I, oh, no, I think I teared up at the hours. Yeah, when when Julianne Moore shows up to Meryl yep. Streep's, yep, yep, no. That's that that
0: that party is like, wow, that's, yeah, yeah. On that movie, I know that it was recent, but it was like, okay, so we have like Meryl Streep, Julianne Moore, and Nicole Kidman, and the one that sucks out of the three, well, sucks. That is like the weakest one is Meryl Streep.
1: I think it's just the role she had. It wasn't a great role. No, I mean, okay. Not that it was bad, but the other two had much more interesting they
0: experienced yeah i mean they were like in a very very clear depression you know they were like more developed towards that but on this one is like i just feel is that like, look it's two families that they have lost their kids you know like one because of the other you know and the other one because of they don't know they honestly don't know it's like many many different factors so it does like the recipe for actually just feeling move. And I said in some of the conversations from Antode that it was like, wow, okay, that was good. Everything else felt like so forced, so disingenuous that I couldn't get into it.
1: So, no one, so I just checked, this movie made like $130,000 in the States in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it has a 95% rating on Rotten Tomatoes and the New York, Times loved it. Um, but so now you—all I, the only people I knew that had seen it was me and my husband. Now it's you and your boyfriend. I'm sure you poisoned the well with him, but did he like it?
0: <laughs> um, I—we didn't talk too much about it afterwards. Instead we were like, sure, okay, let's just move on to something else. So there wasn't. The thing is like. I just feel saving the distances like similar to what I felt like to I, There's that this was a wasted opportunity.
1: Yeah, for me, this was. Slam um, dunk. E- exceptional. I, I can't wait to score this. <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, I honestly felt like they could have been more have been like more realization of a message or just leaving me like just thinking about it and to the point that is that i think that i left the cinema more lost on thoughts when i went to watch bowling for columbine than things
1: you think bowling for columbine is a better film than this
0: from uh you're going to think about this yes and I'm sorry for saying this because we both agree that Michael Moore is not the best filmmaker out there, but yes.
1: Let's go over the questions before I punch you in the face.
0: Could you watch it again?
1: Uh, yeah, I've seen it three times now.
0: <laughs> okay. I don't think that I will watch it again. <laughs> so I have to be
1: honest. Uh, could you recommend it? I recommended it to you like 500 times, and I just started a new job. Somebody asked me for movie recommendations, and I said this.
0: Uh, I don't think that I would recommend it. But if someone asked me, if someone asked me, they can you recommend me about a movie about like, mass shootings, probably it would be like, Elephant.
1: You son of a bitch, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Just one oh. Santos, one mass killing
0: movie. <laughs> At least it's better than Bowling for Columbine. Let's just be with that, so you know. Uh, actually, I'm now interested in watching Elephant again because when I watched it the first time, it's like I didn't know that it was going to be about this, and I was like, oh. And I remember like just thinking like years later, they like, say this is like a way better way of actually saying it. it's like there was no problem with these kids, and they did this. Done. And all looking at the cameras that there were no problems with this kid, but he did that.
1: I, I there was a time in my life that I thought Gus Jans I really loved his work. We and we've never watched anything by him. We should we should watch
0: something by him. Okay, I let mean, me
1: just let me... Will hunting.
0: Sorry, say again, which one? Goodwill hunting. <laughs> <laughs> let's <you're laughs> that was a joke. Okay, let's not. I don't think that I'm ready to actually was something that I gave like Matt Demo and Bang African Oscar.
1: <laughs> I, I'm going to make you watch a very specific Gus Van, Van Sant film that stars Matt Damon and Casey Affleck and it's just the two of them wandering around in the desert
0: <laughs> <laughs> Okay uh, Would you remember it?
1: Uh, yeah I mean, so I re-watched it for this podcast and there were was, was some things I had forgotten um, but overall, no
0: uh, yes i will remember no. Oh, but no or yes 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 okay <laughs> uh i think that i would only remember about, like what is it about i won't remember like any specific sentence or any specific development you know so i think that i'm going to go with no because the parts that i remember it should be on any summary and any synopsis of this movie all right I mean, wouldn't you say, sorry, wouldn't you say that, that this movie is supposed to be like the psychological impact of people facing a mass shooting, like losing relatives, losing kids to a mass shooting?
1: For me, I mean, if you would call grief, psychological impact, yes. Yeah. For me, this is a portrait of grief and trying to understand, understand it and move on from it.
0: So, you are going to be like writing a synopsis of two sentences, as I was telling at the beginning, you would actually say that like, this is a story of just parents coming to terms with the grief that they are feeling for their kids that they died in a mass shooting.
1: Sitting at a table for an hour and a minutes. Correct. Correct. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Like that, you don't need more for synopsis in this. So for me, so that's the only thing that I would remember. I don't remember anything else.
1: Yeah, and that's why before we started recording, I said that, like the synopsis is. Oh no, this was on the recording. The synopsis is gonna be short. It's all just like listening to them talk about one thing. That's it.
0: Yeah, yeah, but they hold back on it, and that's like the part. One of the problems that I have with this is like, why did you hold back on this? Is like just embrace it, just strengthen yourself through that. Is that like, don't don't try to be like until 50 minutes into it, we don't know why she's so effective.
1: But I mean. I just, I don't respect that as an argument, because it's like, why didn't they tell us what Rosebud was in the very beginning, so we would understand. Because it didn't
0: matter. Rosebud didn't (laughs) matter at all. It was about the life of Charles Foster Kane, no?
1: Yeah, but it made us interested. Like, hey, we're going to
0: find out at some point what
1: this is, and we all assume it's going to mean something.
0: It's not a, it's not a complete MacGuffin. It's like, you could actually remove that part from the movie. And would work the same.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I like plots that develop or that let you know what's going on slower. I I like it a lot.
0: How How did you feel about lamb on the trailer? Like giving away, like they have a lamb baby.
1: I thought that they were hiding or like, you know, not giving away everything in the trailer. turns out now they they basically gave they, away everything. They gave away everything, but the movie <laughs> actually but held that's, back. That's, that's not the trailer's fault. There's just nothing in Lamb. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, that's fair. There was absolutely nothing. One that you see the Lamb is like, okay, sure, whatever. Um, but the trailer actually gave it away because they knew that <laughs> otherwise there was no way of actually just like bringing people to the cinema. In this case, I just felt it's like, hey, the trailer gives away that one of them killed the other. You don't know how, but you know that. And the movie holds deliberately that information. Yeah. You know, so for me is that like the only part I will remember is that like that twist, that reveal, let's say. Uh is there anything artistic about it? Um
1: I would say yes. Um Again, I don't think the direction was that strong, but not much was required. I no disagree. I do think the script was remarkable. That's artistic. I think the performances were artistic. And both of us get geeky about movies that could be plays.
0: So, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> i debated on this because the thing is, they, as we were saying, like the directing, I don't think there is anything too special. The, the acting from Andor, I think that it was like an standalone acting. I, I love her. you know. I love her yeah. so much. I, I'm surprised that she didn't have like a more popular career because I'm thinking about the handmaid's tale that she's also like the best. And just being the best in a show that Elizabeth Moss is sitting next to you as a tormented human being is like a pretty pretty big merit, you know. Um I
1: can't I can't with Elizabeth Moss. I
0: can't. You can't? No. I thought you liked her.
1: I think she's challenge it, but the Scientology
0: thing makes me, like... There were, uh... But the thing is, like, she was born into that, and she has done, like, just multiple comments about, like, just borderline offensive toward, like, Scientology, but she's always, like, a bit more is that, hey, if I want to remain in contact with my family, I cannot cross that line. So she's always just playing it by the roles. That's my understanding from what I read. You know? Uh, but in any case, I think that Lisa Moss is like, super talented. I really like her. It's, like She's it's one of those like actresses like, you are not prettier, so you get what you get. I mean, I'm sorry. Look, she's not like, you know, like Jessica Chaste.
1: I think she's beautiful unconventionally. That's my
0: opinion. Like Kumathurma. No, Mathurman is prettier. Yes. Of way prettier. <laughs> but she has, you know, like a nose and everything that is not exactly the standard. And she actually was lucky with just running into Quentin Tarantino's like, look, I don't care. You're fucking amazing. I just want to work with you.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, I'm <laughs> oh, uh, a large one, Trier. Oh, like, He has a big
1: <laughs> nose
0: too? He does, but. <laughs> he does, but no, not because of that. Uh, <laughs> but I cannot. There is God, because I love like those movies, that they are like a theater play. But is that like this movie instead of actually embracing it? I felt like he was afraid about like just being too simplistic. And just being like too visceral instead of a... Uh... dude, I don't need anything else. It's that just put this put this room. Just try to make it like as uncomfortable as possible. Just make me feel uncomfortable for just seeing this in front of me. That's the only thing that I care. I didn't do it. He just went for a bit more of a cinematographic style. That is the guy. Nah. So I will go with no. But there... you have
1: to admit, though, that it's impressive for a first-time director, first-time writer-director?
0: Let's just say that is, like, I'm curious to see what he's going to be like doing best. And, you know, as I told you, is, like, I, and I already gave him this, is like, I think that this could have been better because the idea is good. The idea is something that I think that it deserves to be explored. But I walk away almost as I step into it
1: this film devastated me in the best way possible
0: <laughs> well, I mean that's good I mean that's what I was telling you before we started recording I didn't want to give you any score or if I liked it or not because I think that there are like several factors here about like how it resonates like differently to us is like for me I didn't grow up in the states so for me it's like just mass shootings is something that I heard like from very very far away. I think that the first mass shooting that happened when I moved here it was the Sunday school one that it was like one of the largest ones
1: sandy hook
0: yeah and i
1: yeah columbine wouldn't that was
0: before it was before you know like 2000s early 2000s maybe
1: that's the first time i became aware of it of that thing that could have been the first one maybe
0: i don't know i would not be surprised i because elephant and Bob, elephant is also Bob like columbine you no? Know?
1: yeah it's supposed to be inspired by it
0: I don't remember if they've reused the name and uh, Bolly for Columbine is based on Columbine and I remember like watching that on the cinema on the cinemas but this one I don't I don't connect in an artistic level with it. And when they're using like the bands and the notes and everything, I just felt it's like this is so heavy handed that it actually just plays against. And even like just pause, I went back to the scene when it actually just like the band changes and it says, like, look, if your script is good enough, if it's like raw enough, if it's honest enough, you're not going to be the need in this. You're not. He that this is actually just like watering down the End result, or you don't realize about it, like in your case, or did you realize about it? You're like, Why are you doing this? There is no, yeah, I saw it in
1: the theater, so I was paying very close attention. It wasn't like I was distracted. No, no, I'm just saying that, yeah, I, I didn't notice it, but I was definitely paying attention. So
0: uh, just check it out, just check it out because I was uh, like,
1: Yeah, I'm curious about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, because I went back, so I can confirm it's like that happens. But it was like, just wondering, like maybe they didn't do it in the cinema. Maybe in the cinemas it was always in 169th or something. But it just felt a bit of... A, and I even after watching this, I played for my boyfriend, like the trailer of A Ghost Story, First Reform. They're like just movies that they're like just shooting for thirds. That is like, look, they're going for this kind of constraint, kind of just building pressure because of the smaller kind of surface. And in this case, it's like... Shut up. Seconds
1: just like Meek's cutoff that you didn't, like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but artistically, that movie is gorgeous. Yeah, there is. I cannot, I cannot fight that, you know. And this one, I just felt it's like, I, I don't, I don't see the art of this. Okay. Yeah, uh, is it a timeless piece? Yes, I'm going to go with too I'm going to go with just because I think it's, like a, it, at least when it, what it tries to do there is a Paula like just displaying like the pain of parents losing their kids. Yeah. Uh, would you turn this into a TV show?
1: Nope. I think this was perfect as well. Well, not perfect, but it was. It, it's it's meant to be a short movie. Uh, well, it's not even that short. It's an hour and fifty minutes. But no, I if I did like wait a week between episodes, I think it would lose its emotional inertia. Mm.
0: That's a good point and i just wanted to ask you something do you think that this movie could have benefited from not having the build up at the beginning just starting with them stepping into a room? Mm,
1: i appreciated it i what you didn't like about the movie i liked that i didn't know what was going on and i like liked wondering why why was the stained glass thing uh, offensive, not offensive, but concerning. It wasn't sensitive enough. Like, I liked just like wanting to find out what happened. And I liked all of it.
0: Mm. No,
1: okay. I liked that worker from the church. <laughs> she, she, she. Now she was an archetype. I'll give you that.
0: <laughs> it was too much. just <laughs> way too much. Um, do you think this movie could have been better?
1: I wouldn't change anything. I wouldn't know what to change about it, so I'm going to say no.
0: Uh, for me, I already mentioned I think that it's just yes, but I think there is just reviewing the script a couple of times, just making it a bit more like heartfelt, and making it a bit more impactful, and just fucking removing the first year of film school resources that they use. That is a, it's a stupid, it's not use it. We were talking about like a eraserhead before Is like eraser head doesn't fucking care about that. A, it, yeah. Yeah.
1: Razorhead as a film exists
0: in a different universe than this film. <laughs> but I mean, that, I honestly I had to say something. Seeing these two movies like back to back, it makes me love cinema even more. Regardless like, if I was not in love with this movie, it's, like, cinema has room for something as fucking insane and random as Razorhead and just feeling like something super compelling and at the same time mass. That is, like, regardless if I like it or not, it's like been more like down-to-earth a story that it tries to make me reflect about, like, the implications of something in real life. Yep. I agree. It's, like, it's, as a medium, it's incredible. It's like, I can just have, like, two hours of my life into just two completely different universes.
1: Yep. That's why we love movies.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, before we go into a score, do you have any movie that you want me to, that you want to ask about, if I remember?
1: I sure do. In one moment. (laughs) I would like to know what you remember about Baccaro.
0: I remember that we recorded Al de Alta Vista. (laughs) That's not not about the movie. It's not about the movie. It's about when we recorded. Uh, Baccaro. uh, So... You can't it. This... Do... No 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 no. I was just writing like the name for the for express it. Um I remember there's a Brazilian movie, it takes place in a small village that is called Bacarau. And um there is like conflict in the country as a whole in Brazil that we discuss about like we may not understand all the kind of weird stuff that is going in there. But uh there was a re- the history of like yeah. clearly
1: there are things that we referenced that we were Yeah,
0: doing. yeah. In the in the country they have like some kind of resource constraint. They are like just a bit more like just limited by resources. And there is a guy that left that is coming back into the city, and they're being like haunted. I think there is like by the uh, how do you say this in uh, in English? Sorry, uh, let me just. I'm not. I'm not googling. Uh, no,
1: it's fine. I can. I can tell you. Remember a lot about this
0: film. Yeah, so. it's like the cacique is that a word cacique c-a-c-i-q-e-u-e
1: if it is i don't know it
0: okay or chief chief boss but it's a bit more like the politician of the area that is they're just trying to hold them down because they know they have like something that they want so they say like some mercs that they are american mercenaries they just hand them down so there is like a I'm British, too, yeah. It's a bit more about, like, the colonization, the conquistadores, you know? They're, like, coming back for just, like, running over there. So they fight, they get killed. But weren't they hunting them for fun? No, there was something, like, the Major wanted from there, you know?
1: Because the town disappeared off the map, off Google Maps. Uh, why uh, did the town disappear?
0: Yeah, so they disconnected from everything else from the rest of the world, you know, for a while. Um, They actually fight the uh, the conquistadores, and then at the end, (laughs) yeah, they actually yeah I think that they actually get the mayor naked or in their underwear, and they just send it in a horse or a donkey into the prison. I only remember that because it was a bear. It was like a chubby bear, and it was like.
1: And they locked someone up in a cell underground.
0: Maybe it was. Maybe it was him after that. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So I remember more remember than I a assumed,
1: I'm impressed.
0: Yeah I remember like quite a bit. I just remember saying that it's like I we had like a very good conversation here that it was you can make a movie that is based on the socioeconomic reality of the country but if you actually require to have that contest for appreciating your movie, then you fail at it. And I think that that's what happened with Bakurao, That is, a, there it looks like there is more here. I don't get it.
1: Right. Uh, it was water rights. I just looked it up on Wikipedia. That's what they wanted. Was the water? water.
0: God, gotcha. they wanted it. Okay. Okay. Cool. So should we score mass? We should.
1: This was my pick. So you have to go first.
0: So. I'm going to go with a six. I think there is.
1: Uh, It's not that big of a spread for us. I'm going with an 8.25 just because we just watched um, (laughs) Eraserhead. Eraserhead, and before that, it was the hours. Oh,
0: no, it was was like you. It was like everything, everywhere, all at once before that.
1: And I get that 8.5,
0: too? 8.25, because you didn't want to give it the same score as the hours. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's fine.
0: I'm 8.25. Yeah, no, this this is definitely like the biggest spread that we have. You know, it's like, and that's like one of these some... points. So
1: it's only 2.25 points.
0: It's not, it's not as dramatic as Brazil, for example. But <laughs> I, I just feel like part of it comes from a, how we relate to this kind of drama. But you know that is like for me it's like it's a bit further away and i need more of a visible feeling you know to it and for you I, i'm i may be wrong you know but it's like what i actually hear from you is a bit more of a this being treated in the cinema you know is important and it actually has like a value on his own That is. and also i
1: got that visceral emotion you so did, right. it worked for me it didn't work for you that's fine this is definitely more up my alley you know just sad yeah. people talking
0: <laughs> <laughs> being unhappy well but these ones they actually had a reason for being unhappy
1: right just not existential only
0: yeah yeah it is not like there's no storm on the ice storm whatever it's called it's like no everyone or little children it's like everyone should be happy here but they're not <laughs> uh, there Okay, mate. Uh, there is an interesting thing we didn't discuss, we're going to be like watching this.
1: And it's your pick. So, election?
0: Oh, no. I'm sorry. I actually saw the other day like this title. I'm going to make you watch a very slow artsy-fartsy Chinese movie.
1: Okay. I like slow art movies.
0: And I usually like you enjoy Asian uh, slow movies, like very artistic. Yeah. So we're going to watch because I've been like, I've been like desiring to rewatch this uh, Long Day's Journey tonight.
1: I don't know anything about that film, so I can't wait to watch it. I was hoping <laughs> you were going to ask to watch Spring, Summer, Fall, Winter, and Spring again.
0: I, gosh, that would be good. I mean, I I really want to watch Iron 3 from Kinky Duke. Because that spring, summer, blah, 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 I was like, mind blown. It was such a
1: good movie. It was such a good
0: movie. It was like two hours. You guys actually took a year for shooting this. Hats off. Someone that is willing to put up with that, hats off. There is no excuse here.
1: All right. Okay. Well, I can't discuss that, and you're gonna have to send me the title because I can't remember movie titles anymore.
0: <laughs> That's just really fine. Okay. Uh, anything else to say? For I check early and encore. I don't want to jinx this, but there were like 12 active listeners.
1: Whoa. So the 12 of you, wash your hands. You can make a difference.
0: <laughs> okay. Bye.